Welcome to Functional Design and Closure. I am Nate Jones. And I'm Christoph Newman. Each week, we discuss a software design problem and how we might solve it using functional principles and the Closure programming language. So, Christoph, what's on your mind this week? Well, this week, I was thinking about our time tracking application again and oh, yeah. how. And how last week we, we basically, we had a big bag of data, right? We figured out what we want to do is we want to take all these time entries. We want to turn them into some kind of structured format. And, and then we have this big list of all those. And, and then we, we rummage through it in different ways. Right, right. right. We started with a how many minutes did I work total question. And then we pretty much figured out like like for our grouping by days and all this, you know, we're doing a lot of work to come up with the right set of things. And then adding them together is kind of the detail at the end. You know, it started as a core problem, but it's kind of like, oh, what's the total by day? Well, how do I figure out which ones are on the same day? Oh, and then add them together. <laughs> right? Right, right. So we have a, a big bag of data, which has some minutes that I'm interested in and some minutes that we're not interested in. And so instead of writing a function that goes through and decides on each entry level which minutes are interesting or not, we just make it so that there's a smaller set of data that has just the interesting minutes, and then we just sum it. Like, it's a, it's a much smaller right. problem. Right, yeah. And so instead of kind of going through one book at a time, it's like, uh, you know, is this book interesting? Is this book interesting? Is this book interesting? Is this book interesting? Right? You can just get, <laughs> I want all the red books. So you look at the shelf, okay, give me the red ones. Okay, now I know all of the red ones or the striped blue books. Those are the ones I want to read. <laughs> right. You know? Totally. Okay. And so so where we ended up with that is we, we were talking about the writing these functions, these, these so-called reducers. Um, and then we went from the reducers to basically having these functions where you hand them a list and they, get, and they, and they give you back a data structure that makes sense for what they try to do. You know, mm -hmm. but, but in, in the guts of that function, really the core problem is like picking out the right, the right books off the shelf, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How, how, how do you tell the, the, how, how do you, how do you instruct the filter function on how to, on how to get the, the, just the books you want, or in this case, just the time entries you want. Right, because after you have the ones you want, just adding them up is pretty easy. And so we've talked a lot about building up the vocabulary. And this is, this, I just think this is a great example of how, how you can build up the vocabulary, right, to, to help you get some work done in sifting through all that data. Yeah, programming language either helps you dig into the data or it helps, it, you can build it up to the point where the data is, is at hand. And I think closure is a great example of the second kind of language where it, you, you, you build up the language to the level that you, that you want to use it at. So it's a higher level than just the raw data, uh, but it's still at the same time, it's very expressive. Right. And so, so you're making these words that, that talk about the data at that level, you know? So, so there is a, you know, the academic word for it, but you see it in the closure docs is like predicate. Predicate right. is this function that gives you a truth value. You know, for example, um, I was thinking it'd be fun to have a predicate like, did I work past midnight? You know, I want to I wanna figure out for a time entry, like, did I work past midnight? So I can, I can 
add up all of my minutes, like all of my, my time sessions, uh, where I was having a real late night, you yeah. know? I think that's a very, that's a very worthwhile question to ask. Um, cause then you can, you can see how out of control your boundaries are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, or how much I have to, uh, be collaborating with somebody in a really different time zone. <laughs> True. Yes. Yeah. So, so what do you think for that function, right? We could make a function like, um, uh, cross midnight. Yeah. Dash, you know, like question mark. <laughs> like you can hear, you can hear the question mark in my voice, right? Like predicates and closure usually have question mark in them, like some. <laughs> yeah, it's one of, the, <laughs> one of the cool things about having a language that you can use punctuation and identifiers is that you can be even more expressive about in an identifier. And so, yes, the question mark at the end is, is always going to be, or usually going to be a predicate. Um, yeah. So, so now, so our data, let's see, in our data, if I remember correctly, we have the date as a, as a, as a, standalone field but we also have start and end sure. as uh as date times right so we, right. we figure zoned, out zoned date times right not not to dig up the whole zoned bit <laughs> i might zone out <laughs> yeah don't zone out <laughs> but uh but the data structure the data as it comes back it 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 already pref it we we already fix the end time <laughs> so that it uh is in the next day if it if it's you know we we adjust it correctly for the right uh for if right. it crosses midnight they're timestamps yeah right. so so they're like points in time and and we can and so we can ask the date time library like hey give me give me the date for the first one give me the date for the second one oh right and then go did it change <laughs> you know is it different <laughs> Yeah, so why not why not write a so we'll have a function like cross midnight have it take the start timestamp and the end timestamp. Right, cuz that's really all we need. Right. Yeah, all we really need is like the start and the end. And then um and then basically okay, let's get the date the I think uh in Java time it's the local date because it's like a a date without a time zone attached, right? It's like the kind of date you and I would write down on paper. Uh, last right. time I checked, most of us don't also then write down our time zone next to that date <laughs> when we write January January fifth, nineteen seventy one, and we don't put in parentheses in Pacific Standard Time. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Yeah, I think it's usually because it's also yeah. It, it, anyway, okay. So we so we we pass in those and we detected if yeah. the local date is different. Right. All right. So yeah, yeah. Well, but there's a bit of a problem. How do we? How do we? How do we, so to speak, plug this predicate into our filter function? It's well, like, so you have filter, and then you you use like your uh, little uh, convenience uh, macro, the, right? So the you literal? do filter, and then uh, not to speak too much code on the air, so to speak, but you know you have your pound parenthesis, and then you call cross midnight question mark, and then I guess you'd have to pick out the the fields. Right, so we would have it. We would. How, oh boy, how do we get the entry? Well, the entry gets passed in. Right, it's percent. So then we have to like pick out the start. You know, so parenthesis colon start. You know, percent in parenthesis. Then parenthesis colon end. <laughs> percent right. So I think there so should yeah. be a drinking game on how many times <laughs> we say parenthesis in, in our episodes. <laughs> Yeah, but basically you 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 just give it a little closure, right? You just give filter closure that calls a cross midnight function. 
give it a little closure. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Sorry. It just sounded like a, a line from a song. Okay. So so we have our filter function. It's a little little function literal. Okay. Well, that that works, I guess. It looks kind of kind of long. I wonder Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like I feel like we're we're we're, we're just in time unpacking the data structure just so we can feed it in the right format to our our fil- our predicate. Uh kind of kind of like you're you're in right. Europe and you only have American uh plugs for your all your all your 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 um like your razor oh, and that yeah, kind of stuff sure. and you need a little yeah, adapter yeah. but it's like we're adapting it every time just to pass it in the predicate like i think it was just oh yeah yeah sure sure because like if if we had another function like you know crosses noon <laughs> that takes start and end and then we would do date math like time math there or something right you know sa- same deal right like 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 if we want to filter for that then we have the start and end Sure, that's a pain. Yeah, I think I think it's much better just to pass the the whole entry to to the function and have have the function do its own, you know, cuz that that oh, yeah. this kind of function is a good, you know, case for passing start and end. But what if what happens if you want more than just that? Or what if you it's like crosses midnight but only on Thursdays, you know? I want to work I don't know how many times okay. I did that. Now I have to write a whole new predicate and pass that bits of data. You know. Oh yeah, so it's nice to have the function that you give filter take the thing you're, you 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 want to filter, right? Like we're not filtering start times, we're not filtering end times, we're like filtering time entries, right? So the function that we hand filter is it it's getting like filter is going one entry at a time for us, so to speak, right? Like yeah, like we stood we stood back from the bookshelf and said, "Give me all the red books." And then filter ran up to the bookshelf and started scanning along and going, this one's red, this one's red, this one's red, <laughs> right? This one matches the is red function. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's working, it's working kind of at that level. So yeah, the function should just take it at that level. That makes a lot of sense. And then we can just give it the name. Like we don't even have to use like the the closure, closure syntax. Oh boy, this could be confusing. Function literal syntax. How about that? Yes, yes, that's better. Yeah, that's the cool. That's the great thing about making the predicate take the whole, the whole entry, so to speak, is that your your filter line is super easy to read. There's no parentheses. Right, <laughs> in the right. It's like parenthesis filter space. You know, cross dash midnight question mark. That's it. That's your filter line, and you're like, oh, I'm I'm getting all the ones that cross midnight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that that's neat. Well, what are some other things that we could we could talk about? Uh, well, uh, uh, well, now I know now I know if we we, we worked past midnight. Uh, what happens yeah. if I work on the weekend? Like yeah. how, how, how so many minutes other, did I work on the weekend? Right. What other boundary crossing situations <laughs> involve our work life with clients? Right. Or boundary destroying? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, let's, yes. Let's step back away from the PTSD <laughs> on that, please. So, <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. So uh, how many minutes did I work on the weekend? Uh, yeah, that's, that's a great one. So, okay, so we, it should take an entry like, yes. like the other one did. And I guess we have the, we have the date. Like, like we're assigning each of these entries to the, the date of the start time, right? That's what we decided before. Yeah, simplify that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's have a function. It takes an entry 
And then we we call the um, Java time function like uh, get uh, what it what is it? It's the um, is it is it it's just like called day, day of week? week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it gives us a day of week object. Okay, <laughs> because hey, it's so Java, funny. so it's all objects, yes. right? Okay, well then we need to we need to like instantiate a day of week object for Saturday. Well, hey, we're going to say Saturday and Sunday in, in our universe of the weekend here, right? Yeah. So, so we'll do, uh, make a Saturday object. You know, maybe we could def that at the top of our code. We'll make a Sunday object. So then, yeah, let's see. We have a function. It pulls out the day of the week. And then it's like, is, is it equal to the Saturday literal? Is it equal to the Sunday literal? You know, so it sort of ors that and then returns that. What do you think? Cool. That works. Then it's a, pre- it's a pretty, it's a thorough way of, of describing whether or not a time entry is on the weekend. Like it's all, it's all bundled into one big function. Right. And boy, you know, my time enclosure makes me look at big long functions and start to think, hmm, maybe we should break this up into into smaller pieces, huh? Right, because last episode we talked about, you know, all the times I worked on, on Sunday. So if we have a worked on Sunday and a worked on the weekend, then we're basically re-implementing the Sunday check in both of those. Um, so it might be right. good to have, you know, is this entry this day of the week, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we're, once again, we're, we're going uh, day of the week, right? Predicate at the <laughs> yes. entry level, right? So, but but what's interesting about that is it can't just take an entry. Like it has to take a, a day of the week too. You know. Oh, you mean day of the week as just checking if a particular day is the day of the week, not if an entry is the day of the week. No, I mean like is an entry a day day of the week? Like like okay. is this like like let's make a function called day of the week question mark, and then and then we pass in Sunday like a keyword. Let's make this feel like closure and not feel like Java. Mm-hmm. So we'll pass in a keyword like colon Sunday and then the entry. And it returns true or false if this entry is associated with a Sunday. Okay, cool. And so then then it becomes pretty trivial to write our weekend function, right? We just have an or with our day of the week, question mark, Sunday entry, day of the week, question mark, Saturday entry right oh and, right right i see what you mean yeah we just we just make this day of we we make the weekend function just in terms of the day of the week functions okay cool we can even make a function that just uh gets the day of the week out of the entry make it a slightly higher level so not not having the question mark at the end but just like tell me the day of the week of this one, and it actually gives you back. Oh yeah. The um, maybe it just gives you back the keywords. So you can check against the keyword. I don't know. Oh there yeah, are ways we like can, like, like drill a little down. extractor. Sure, yeah. sure. Because these predicates are more like questions. You know, I'm is it, it, is this on this day of the week? But but if we make a little extractor function that just can give us a day of the week out of an entry, then yeah, then we've we've kind of simplified it a little bit more. And that and that extractor function can be used in multiple predicates because those it's like a family of predicates. These are all about the day of the week. 
And so because they're all about a similar kind of thing, a similar subset of the data, you know, we make a function that it does that extraction. I like the word extraction. Um, and then it all simplifies them all because then they're all expressed in terms of that extraction of the data. Right. It's it's like a function that takes the thing we're working with in entry and gives us a specific view of it, you know. And yeah, and then we can now use that to, to get some work done for predicates that want to talk about that view, which is the name of the day, right? Right. Yeah. Right. And so, so then it, once we know, once we know, okay, did I work on the weekend? It's kind of fun because like, like getting the opposite of that, getting, getting the weekdays, right? Now, now we can kind of compose again, right? I could just write a function called weekday question mark. And it takes the entry and it just returns not weekend <laughs> question mark entry, right? It's what? just it re- <laughs> Why why wouldn't we just write our weekday function as making sure it's on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? <laughs> well, we could. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of fun, right? Like you see how we're making these little tiny functions that do one thing and, and then we're stitching them together. But it, it isn't just like, oh wow, look how it composes. It's like look at our our use of language, right? Right. Like, like we're we're using words like is this entry on the weekend? Is this entry on a weekday? You know, is this entry on Tuesday? Yeah. You know, it does it, this entry span midnight? Like like it's how we would talk about it in in English. Right. And it also makes it so that you can basically say like I want to know all the days that I worked past midnight that are also Tuesdays. Well, now we can have, you can use comp to basically put those two predicates together, I think, right? Maybe you would just write two filters. Um, yeah, so you well, you could certainly do it with like a, uh, a thread, you know, where you thread it. Uh, you can, there's a lot of ways, right? You make these uh, transducers or you can right. comp and into a single filter or, but like if we were to just write it just in kind of a simple way with threading, it would read like, okay, time entries, and then we thread through filter, spans midnight, question mark, and then next line, filter, um, is Tuesday. day of week, question mark, Tuesday. Oh, I guess we'd have to partial that, right? So you do what, partial. Why do we have to partial? Well, because day of the week like doesn't give us a function back. It's just... Oh, it's because day of the week, we have to specify which day we're talking about. Right. Like weekend, every, we know we've b- baked into the weekend fu- uh, function which days are the weekend. But day of the week, we have to right. give it a, we have to tell it which day we're, we're checking for. Right. So instead of having like a separate function for is Sunday, is Monday, is Tuesday, is Wednesday, right? Like you see where that's going. <laughs> You, we can just make a function, uh, an is Sunday function, or is Tuesday in your case, right? Is Tuesday function on the fly with just partial, you know, day of the week, question mark, uh, colon Tuesday, right? And then we, we, leave the, we leave that last argument unbound, and then that gives us a function that takes an entry and will return true or false if it's on a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I, f- I find myself using, that's one of the more common places I use uh, partial is to kind of uh, parameterize a predicate. Partial to parameterize right. a predicate. Wow, that's hard to say three times. <laughs> yeah, and so I think the key idea is all of these are words that are talking about entries. You know, we're, we want to know something about these entries. Like, did it cross midnight? Did it cross noon? You know, is it is it a weekday? Is it a weekend? Is it a Tuesday? 
And and that lets us <laughs> sift through those things in a really declarative way that's pretty easy to understand and pretty easy to maintain. Like like these functions basically will never change, right? Unless you somehow change your data structure. But even if you have that that function that picks out the date or whatever for you, you know, then that even insulates it a little bit because everything can just use that extractor to get the data out and then work with that. Yeah, and when your data format changes, you just have to update the extractor and all the, it's like a little abstraction between your data format and these pre- this family of predicates. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's yeah, really interesting. Yeah. Okay, well, here's one for you. What do you think of this? So did I work a long day on Tuesday? Like, did I work? Did I work a really long day on Tuesday? What do you think of that? Well, what do you mean by long day? <laughs> well, like, did I work more than ten hours? Oh, okay. Uh, ooh. Well, we there is there uh, <laughs> there isn't really a predicate we can use to. There's not a long day predicate we can write on the entries because. Well, like, we could just write a function that takes an entry and just get a returns true if it's longer than ten hours, right? Well, <laughs> that that is true. Uh, the the day that I get to work on only one thing in an entire day uh, is oh. <laughs> is a rare day. Uh, most of my days are chopped up into minute by minute chunks. Uh, maybe not that bad. <laughs> of interruptions uh, where where I must switch ta- switch tasks. So I sorry I was I was channeling my assumption about my day, not about oh, the platonic oh. ideal of you know I get to sit down and work eight hours straight. Or 10 hours straight, as it were. Okay, okay. So I I take your point as meaning, gosh, we're going to have multiple entries on one day. So we we don't really have like a long day. Like, like, well, actually, I guess maybe the language, the English there should hint at something. It's not long entry, question mark, right? right? It's long day, question mark. Like, is this a long day? Now we're talking about something different, right? We're talking about days, not entries. Yeah, just like we we talk about different levels of abstraction, like going from the function literal to a higher level, which is the 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 function, the named predicates. We have you know, so to speak, grains of sand data in the entries, and now we want to talk about them at a higher level. And so we right. we, we cannot talk about them with the grains of sand predicates. We have to talk about them with day predicates, and and so. Well, but well, that's an interesting thing. Like like let's have a list. So we could make a new, like a whole new concept here, like a whole new thing called day, right? right. Like yeah. we, we have this concept called entry, and now we have all this vocabulary that works on entries and tells us things about entries. Now we could have a function that basically takes a list of entries and spits out a list of days. Oh, right? the higher level, yes. The, yeah, the yeah, higher where level we, aggregation. Yeah, and it's not maybe totally clear like what we need in the days level. You know, like maybe maybe we'll have a, a key where it's like, okay, here are the list of entries, FYI. Maybe we'll have a top-level key. It's like total minutes. It will just be pre-calculated for us, you know, for convenience. Well, and But whatever we put at the top right. levels, whatever we want to sift on, I guess, right? Whatever we want to sift on and whatever we want to filter on, right? Because, I mean, you know. Yeah, so like date, total minutes. Like, like I would want to say, like, how about this? I want to know... Um, how many, how wh- wh- how many long Tuesdays that I have? Well, we would right. we would filter at the lower level first, and then we'd aggregate, and then we'd filter at the higher level, or we'd uh, right. Arrog- we'd we'd whatever at the higher level, whatever we wanted to do. 
So maybe sometimes you need more than one bucket, right? We talked about having a big bag of data, big bucket of data, and you reach in and you grab out the, the things that you want. So, so yeah. in this case, it's like, okay, let's, if we want to ask questions at the day level, then we want to make a bucket of days. And then we want to have predicates to talk about days. And we can reach in and grab those out, you know? And so this is where it gets even cooler because, like, since closure is dynamic and um, dynamically typed, we can take our weekday pred. If, if we have the same key name, right, in the day structure that we had in the entry structure for date, you know, we can just, we, we already have a weekday function, right, that we can just oh, use. Right. So predicates can span levels of aggregation as long as the what the data that they rely on inside the entries is right still makes sense it's like shape it's like shape oriented it's like if so long as the data has the same the data we're using like we don't even care about the the other data that's in the map that we're not using so long as the data we're using has the same keys or the same shape so to speak yeah then now so this function we already wrote that. that was useful for entries is now useful for days. Right. Yeah, as I say, contrasting that with an object-oriented approach where, you know, you have you have a, an entry object and a day object. If you need if you want to do the same thing on both of them, you have to come up with some like parent interface or parent object that they both so that the the matcher or the predicate right. can can take both of those and then they both have a getter and oh man, my goodness. But just having the data yeah. laid out plain uh, shape-based polymorphism is is very powerful. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it certainly seems like once we up-level this to days, boy, now now we have a whole new set of interesting questions that we could talk about. Yes, I can think of several. But I'm not going to share them right now. I will save that for another episode. <laughs> yes, it looks like we are up against the clock again. Yes, that's true. We we had we had too many too much time uh, talking about predicates, um, but it, but it's been fun. Yes. All right. Cool. Uh, so on to uh, the message queue. Uh, we had uh, one 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 entry or one message in the queue this week. <laughs> uh, we have one message in the queue to discuss. Yeah. Yes. Okmeno messaged us on Twitter to let us know how much he enjoyed the Repl episode, particularly episode twelve. He said he could relate to misunderstanding the Repl too and understanding and that there's much more to understand than just the REPL. So, oh man, uh, we've actually gotten, it's probably the series we've gotten the most feedback on is the REPL, the REPL trilogy. And yeah. I, I feel like there is a, there, there's a lot to explore and a lot to learn. And you can always make it, like I find that you can continue to make, uh, empower your, your development to be even better. Um, so I, I really like that there's, there's a lot of, there's a, there's a lot of depth to that. Um, so, uh, yeah, it it has surprised me. I don't know why I've been surprised. I'm surprised that I'm surprised how much <laughs> feedback we've gotten about the REPL episode. Because the REPL is so central to closure. It's it's so essential, but it's so different, right? Like people, like, like it's just different than the normal experience. That's why we ended up doing that series on it. And so it, it's really been kind of fun to hear other people's experiences too. Yeah, yeah. Please, please let us know uh, if you have any more thoughts about rappling or uh, or even about this time series uh, predicate stuff. Um, please let us know. Our email is feedback at closuredesign.club. and uh, and also please reach out on Twitter too uh, at closuredesign. 
Yes, and you can also go look up our show notes, which will include a little bit of code for this episode. Um, And so go to closuredesign.club to get all of that info for the show notes, the code, past episodes. It's it's like a buffet, a buffet of closure goodness (laughs) at your service, right? (laughs) Bunch of data on the web, (laughs) ready for you to ask it questions. (laughs) Ah, yes, yes, totally. All right, then. We'll be back next week. Until then, teach filter some words so you know what it's saying. 